Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Glad to be here. What's on your shelf? It's my favorite one. I love it so much. Well, I say that every week, don't I? I? We love this. We love being here. I love all the weeks. They're great. They are. But before we talk about what's on your shelf. Yes. Jamie, do you have a fun fact? I do have a fun fact. So this one just made me giggle. So Jody Pico. Pico. Yes. I it love is that you Jody cur- yes, Pickle. I always say it wrong. I say it pickled. I have I listened to I her listened. say it the yes. right way and I say it wrong. I say it wrong. I apologize for all the wrong times. For all the authors I've slandered their names. I know. It's not it's, our intention. No, we I feel try. bad about that actually. So Jody Pico, she answers the question, um, how long does it take to write a book? Mm. She just comes straight out of the gate. Nine months. Period. It's every says, time. Yeah, nine months. Nine months. Stop laughing. I don't know why it takes me the same amount of time to deliver either a book or a baby, but there you have it. <laughs> That's nine awesome. Nine <laughs> months from conception oh. to birth. There you go. Sometimes the amount of research versus rough drafting varies, but it generally takes three quarters of a year for my head to gel ideas into a cohesive story. Often, I work on more than one book at once. I may be touring for perfect match, for example, while editing Second Glance and writing a new book. It's like Windows on a computer. Several are open at once. Oh, my. But nine months beginning to end. Wow. She is just whipping those out. What? I guess if you get into a rhythm and you just you just know what you're doing, like that's just, it's your job. Yeah. You're going to go do your job. You're and, and and if you read over more of these, she is a workaholic. Like these are her her babies she's yeah. writing about, and she's yes. got to keep going with them. And she talks a lot about how I think I know what the ending's going to be until I get into it, and then usually I'm wrong. It usually goes somewhere else. And her mom reads her stories while she's writing them. Her mom and her agent. And she, there there was one story I read where she called her mom, and she's like. Mom, you're never going to believe what Ellie did, which she's talking about one of her characters. Like she even gets surprised by the road it takes sometimes. And it's like, it's like a soap opera kind of that she's writing, but she, it takes different, it's a different like a route. story for her too. Yeah. Like she's discovering going. it. Yeah. She's that just, is so Anyway, I thought crazy. that was cute when she was like, Mom, you're never going to believe what Ellie did. <laughs> that is so fun. She's the one writing so, like, it. like, her mom reads along, like, in real time as she's writing it? She'll write and then send, send things to her mom to chapters read. chapters or yeah, something. Yeah, cool. here and there. Her mom reads through them as she's r- through the writing process. That's yeah. fun. That is so fun. Anyway, cool. I thought that was fun. Well, I'm. I will say... I have finished. I know I said this last time. I finished um, Wish You Were Here, the yes. book, our book club book. And I am so anxious to talk about it. Like, really think this is going to be such a fun, like, book club discussion. I agree. I, fin- I just finished it as well. And I can't wait to discuss. So many, Cannot so wait to discuss. many things. Hurry and finish listening to it and join us you next need week. To. Yeah, I want everyone in on this. I I think I'm more excited about this than maybe any other book we've talked it's about. It's been it's a really so many things. Like yeah. I I I'm it's everything just I can do to discussion. not talk about it yet. Yes. Because I just want to talk I about it. I just want to talk too. It's been a while since I've been like that. <gasps> so many things to say and 
I, I want to hear other people's insight on like how I'm yeah. feeling about it versus if you finished already, send them to us now. We'll we record next week. So yes. we can discuss your point of views or your ideas too. So I would love to. I want to hear all yeah. the ideas. This is gonna be a fun discussion. So fun. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now on to our shelves. What's on your shelf, Jamie? So my shelf has, you know, I kind of right after Christmas was on a little bit of a reading slump. Ooh. It's picked back up. Oh, good. So, I'm so glad to hear that. The first one I want to talk about is We Are Not Like Them. It is by Christine Pride and Joe Piazza. Okay. So two authors there. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but it lists both of them. Fant- it was, what is this about? I, I gave it four stars. Ooh. It is interesting. Um, when you read the um, when you read the description of the book synopsis, it talks about how this would be compared to an American Marriage and Small Great Things by Jody Pico. That it's oh. kind of along that idea of a book, which I've read both of those. I love both of those books. It's just it is just like that. So it's about two best friends. They've been best friends for, since kindergarten. One's white and one's black, but they're both in a poor neighborhood growing up. Um, but their best friends from kindergarten grow up this it the book starts when they're in their young adulthood, one of them is married, got married young, and has been trying to have a baby for years, and it just hasn't been going and she's recently became pregnant. The other one took the career out, she's always wanted to be a journalist. And so that's what she goes into. She is moving up in the ranks of being a journalist and being on the news and reporting. And she, and that's the black character is the one who takes the journalist route, the career route. The, the white friend, her husband is a police officer and is involved in a shooting of a black teenage boy and the effects that this has on their friendship. Oh, it's super interesting here. We have a white friend with her white cop husband who has shot a black teenager. So the husband shot the husband while well, he was on duty. Him and his um, partner, they actually both shot, and um, and she is to report on this from an unbiased perspective. Yet he's like her friend, kind of. This is her friend and her friend's husband. Yes, they're white. And then and she's got black the black community and the history of black people being shot by police, white police Ooh. officers. And so it just all the different levels of what happens in their, their feelings about it, their judgments. And, and this, this wife, of course, her husband is distraught. This is awful for them. This is awful for the black community can you see my side? Can you see my side? Back and forth between the two different sides and who's in the right, who's in the wrong, and it goes to trial. And it's it's powerful. It's interesting. It's, um, yeah, it's wow. really, it's really well written. It was excellent. And I believe this is a new author, I want to say. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I, maybe I'm wrong on that one. Fantastic book. I gave it four stars. I really enjoyed it. I got through it really quick because it was so intriguing. So that's amazing. We are not like them again. Yes. We are not like them by Christine pride. Yes. We had a, 
Speaking of which, we yeah. had a tip by a listener, which I just want to point this out because I yes. love it so much. Thank you for sending us your thoughts on the podcast. We can change things up if it's not. We like love your ideas. If there's something that yeah. um, is helpful that we haven't thought of. Anyway, so happy to hear we had a request that we say the name of the book at the beginning of when we're talking about it and then remind you again at the end. Like, yes. this is the book we, we just talked about. We will try to do that. I know. So on, we're so. going to try and remember to do that, especially if that's helpful. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks, listener. Yeah, thanks for sending us a message. We love it. Awesome. Okay, what's yours? That sounds like a really good one. It was a great one. I actually have that on my list. Yeah. Um, But I'll have to get on hold. It's quite a wait at our library. I waited a really long time for it. Um, Worth the wait, Definitely worth the wait. Really good. Yes. Awesome. It was really good. I really liked it. Okay. All right. So the first one that I'm going to talk about is Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier. Okay. Have you have you seen that one? I have not. This is um I don't even know where I heard about it, but it's it's about a woman or it's it's a married couple and they have one they have a son that's mm-hmm. 4 years old. Okay. Um they're very well to do, have quite a bit of money, and it's Christmas time, like even maybe Christmas Eve, and they are out doing some last minute shopping. He's running over here. I'll meet you back over there. She's got their son in the shopping center and she gets distracted by a phone call. Let's go over son for one minute. Literally within a matter of minutes, he's gone. She can't find him. She's screaming his name, running around. Oh, and worst nightmare. Absolutely. And um, he, they watch the security cameras and they watch him leaving the shopping center Holding hands with a Santa Claus. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he's a dressed up Santa Claus. They can't, they, there's no face, right? He's all covered up. He's covered up because he looks like Santa. Yes. This and is they, you awful. know, he's just gone. So now you are watching this couple um, over a year later as they are still struggling with the disappearance of their son. They don't find him? No. And oh. it's like so devastating. And how oh. they each handle it. And what it does to their relationship, I'm sure. And yes, and her psyche, like all the things. And so it's it's very interesting. It was really interesting. I it's got all sorts of twists and wow. mix up things and the things that we do, we make stupid mistakes and we do idiotic things and it's crazy. It was super like I it had my interest from the very beginning and it and it's moved like there's all these things happening all the time. And there's quite a twist at the end, which I never saw. I did not see it coming. It was quite a twist. But I will say, like, the characters are awful people. Oh. Can I just say? Can I just say I just was not rooting. For, for anyone. I mean, this poor little boy is surrounded by these people that are just not good people. Not, mm. So that was the, I gave it three stars just for that reason. It's a great thriller. Like, okay. you are going to be caught and taken on a ride. I. It sounds like my kind of a book. And I think just be as you started talking about it, um, BookBub had a best thrillers of the year. It and it has, was on the list for that. It so. has 4.23 rating on Goodreads. Okay. Yeah. Great ratings. Honestly, it's a good, like, captivating thriller. It's just that the care. I was just sitting here going, like, this mother that you should be just crying over. I'm like, you are awful. 
Mm. And then the husband does awful things. And I'm like, you are awful. These are awful people. Yes. Uh, I'm a, anyway, and there's like, I'm, I'm not spoiling anything here. He has an affair because that happens at the beginning. And that so you get the girlfriend's point of view. And she is awful. I mean, it was just like, who are these people with zero morals who just treat people so crappy and are just so selfish? Maybe you deserve to have your son oh, gone. Yeah. Anyway, that's my only complaint. Okay. But it's definitely going to take you for a ride. Okay. That's called Little Secrets. Little Secrets. Okay. I'm putting that one on my list. <laughs> I want to hear what you think about it. Okay. So please do. I'll read it. <laughs> All right. My next one is called The Dead Fathers Club by Matt Haig. Now, Ooh. Matt Haig wrote The Midnight Library. Yes. Which, I love that book. Yes. This was... This was... I loved this book. It's weird. You didn't love The Midnight Library. I did not. I liked it. I was going to say, you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But I also read it around the time of like two other books that were very similar in travel time things. So I think that twisted my perspective on it. It plays a part. Like your order of books. Yes. Definitely. This one, however, is just so weird and quirky and bizarre that I loved it. Now, another friend of mine who I usually look at her recommendations, and if she's given something four or five stars, I know I'm going to like it. Okay. She gave this book two stars. Ooh. She hated it. I gave it four stars. Really? I really liked it. And this okay. is why I think our opinions are so different. Okay. I listened to the audiobook. I actually don't know for sure if she listened or read, but that's a question I'm going to ask her. The audiobook is so well produced okay the kid the narrator is amazing it it i can't speak more highly of the production of the audiobook it was so fun to listen to okay so there's that the audiobook fantastic well done it should win all the awards for audiobooks if they give awards for audiobooks (laughs) i Um, wonder if they do that's a good question i know that michelle obama got an award for um best narrator for her book becoming. So maybe they do. So they do at least, I think that's an, I think she won an Oscar or an Emmy, which I don't, what? For, I forget which one's which. Why? Just because she's so cool? Uh, for best narrator. She narrated her own book and it won its best narrator. It is a good book. If you've listened to her book, her I'm narration sure is great. Okay. But this one well, should, she won. yeah, this one. Fantastic. Okay. So the premise of this book is a twist on Hamlet. Now, Or a retelling of Hamlet. If you were to look at this as a retelling of Hamlet, you would hate it, I think. You'd hate it. Okay. It It's a modern version of Hamlet, yes. But I think if you went into it being like, oh, I love Hamlet. Um, Let's see what they do with it. I don't think you'd like it. But if you go into not keeping that in mind, I think you'd really like it. So, The Dead Fathers Club is a story of this little boy. I think he's 11 years old. Okay. And his father dies. And it was unexpected. But then his father comes to him as a ghost. And his father is part of the Dead Fathers Club. And they come back. They can't move on because they have to be um, 
things have to be resolved. They have to resolve something, something like that. And he is, so he comes back to have his son help him with this problem, which is his, he tells his son as a ghost comes back and tells his son that he didn't die by accident. Oh. And he needs to avenge his death. Uh-oh. I don't know how much I should go in and say. Um, Spoiler Anyway, they, all the members of the Dead Fathers Club were murdered. And so they have to come back and like help people in the world solve their case so that they can move on in life or they're stuck in this Dead Fathers Club. Oh. So this little boy who is, you know, he's just lost his dad. Yeah. And he's young and doesn't know how to process these feelings and stuff. Keeps visiting with his dad and his dad keeps telling him to do all these things. And they're crazy, crazy things. It's bizarro. Okay. An 11-year-old kid wouldn't do these things ever. Yeah. But I kind of think it shows um, the brain when it goes through trauma. Right. You know, you like, don't do normal things. You don't do normal when you're things. In trauma. You're 11, you've experienced trauma, you're trying to process this all, and it, it's going to come out in different ways. And you maybe need some mental health help. Ed, help, you know? Yeah. I looked at it as mental health screening is important. <laughs> okay. Very, very important. This was a kid I, like, who really needed read help. This book now. I thought it was so fascinating. Just. It's not a super long one. No, it's either. actually quite short. I think it was a six hour listen or Okay. It was I got through it in a day. There you it go. It was so fun to listen to and so weird and out there. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Four That's stars. Awesome. I am um, going to read that. The Dead Fathers Club. I'm looking forward to it. I really liked I've only read one of Matt Higgs and I really Really liked it. I think you gave it five stars. I loved the Midnight Library. So, yeah. One of my favorites from last year. Anyway. Yeah. Give it a read Very and cool. let me know what you think. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Quick, quick read for me. Okay. Yeah. The Dead Father's Club. There you go. All right. My next book that I'm going to talk about is Crying in the H Mart by Michelle Zahner. I may, Zahner? I maybe am not saying that correctly, but... This. So far, it's good to me. I've waited forever for this, and it just came available so you yesterday. To it yet? I have not started it yet. I'm finishing up another one today. Okay, um, I'm not, I will I don't be spoil anything for you. Finishing it up soon. Okay, I've been looking forward to it. I've heard wonderful things about it. Like it's got 4.35 ratings on Goodreads. It's a 2021 Goodreads Choice winner. Mm. So I'm guessing memoir yeah. winner. Um. It's about a a girl who's Korean-American. So her okay. mother is Korean. Her father is American. And it's I'm tr- the best way that I know how to describe this book, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it was like a love letter to her mother. Okay. So I, I don't know another way to describe it other than it's a memoir. She's talking about her life growing up as – a Korean American, but it's mm-hmm. not really that experience of being, I mean, there's, there is some of that, but it's mostly, she's talking about her relationship with her mom. Okay. Her mother is, you, you know, this one, her mother passes away mm-hmm. and, but not at the very beginning. Right. But she talks about like 
it's hot and cold. You know, as a child, she was close with her mother. And then, you know, obviously teenager angst, mother gets sick. She takes care of her mother. And it's this whole experience. And she relates a lot of their experiences and how they connected through food. Huh. And so just like the Korean food um, that she connects to. And and they didn't always have a great relationship. And I think that that, I mean, she doesn't come out and say it, but you can see in, that she's got some regret mm-hmm. with that. And so then her mother passes and there's this loss right she has this great loss and emptiness where her mom was and and it's like it's beautifully beautifully written like it's it's truly you can feel her love her all the feelings that you would have you know when you lose your mom Mm -hmm. her sadness her sorrow her her you know gratitude for having her as a mother her heritage and all those things and it's beautifully written. It was also, for me, I gave it three stars only because, like, it. I really felt like an observer. She just needed to do this for her mother, but it was, it, it was not for me. This yeah. wasn't a book written for me, it which was, is fine. Yeah. It's beautiful. It was. It was this person's, you know, all of her heart that she gave to her mother, which okay. is beautiful. Yeah. And so... Uh, it's worth reading for that. Mm-hmm. But I would say, like, I didn't necessarily walk away. Is Sometimes in a memoir, I really love being able to walk away with new insights or new things that right. I can internalize. It wasn't like that. It wasn't that yeah. kind of a memoir. But definitely beautifully but it, done. Okay. I've read um, differing reviews on that book. Uh, one thing that stuck out in my mind when I was reading through reviews was somebody said this – it's not her experience. She's writing her mom's experience. Kind and of. when you're writing a memoir, that kind of was bothersome. I read a few reviews that said that, that this is not a memoir of her life necessarily. Right. But it's a memoir. A, it's a mix. Definitely. Of somebody else's life that she's writing, which does not make that a memoir. And yes. Anyway, I've, I've, any, I'm super it interested to read it. I would love to hear her insight. Cause like I said, like she's an, she's a very talented author. Yeah. Like she, she writes in such a way that is with words that is you you can't help but just feel the words. You're mm-hmm. feeling the feelings. Okay. It's just I felt like I was an observer of her relationship um, and like and her working through those feelings. Yes. Of like that you would have if you didn't have a perfect relationship. So instead of pulling you into her story, you're watching her story. Right. That's how I process. that was my okay. take on it. Yeah. Okay. So this is and so this is a very popular book this last year, and mm-hmm. it's obviously won the Book Choice Award. And so I am so interested to hear someone's insight who loved it. Okay. I want to hear from someone who was like, that was my book this year. I really do. Okay. Because I, I, it's not that I didn't think it was well done. It's very well done. Yeah. It just was like, oh, that was Just didn't hit you the right way. No. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Obviously, I, I didn't hate the book. Yeah. I'm, I'm not mad I read it. Yeah. Um, but I am very interested to hear someone else's take on okay. it. So that's crying in H marks. Well, I will get back with you on our next What's on Your Shelf in okay. two weeks because I'll have it done by I then. I really want to hear. Okay. You got it. Okay. Um, my next one is The Book Thief. Oh. Uh, I... Could be the last person on earth to finally read the book. Thief. <laughs> okay, we've talked about 
talked Ooh. about this. World yes, War II. It's a World War II and it's World War II. And I know it's got book in it, book title. It talks about books and that should have brought me in. I know. But what didn't, the turnoff for me on this was World War II. We're talking Nazi Germany here. And we are talking from the narrator. It's from the point of view of the Grim Reaper. That is so weird. And those two things, I was like, mm, not interested. Nope. Everyone has How told can me. you have a story from the point of view of the Grim Reaper during World War II? Right? It's devastating how busy the Grim Reaper was during World War II. Ew. That's an awful perspective. And everybody who read it was like, no, you'll love it. You'll love it. It's so fantastic. So fantastic. Four stars, five stars. And I was like, I, you can't tell me enough fantasticness to make me want to read World War II and Grim Reaper. Okay, so I finally did. This book and? was written in 2006. That's how long I've been postponing reading this read book. It. I know. I gave it four stars. Really? It is a really good book. Okay. It is very well written, very unique, the perspective. Okay. Being the That is different. Reaper. I don't think I've ever read um, a book from that perspective. But what I loved about it is this little girl is given up by her mom who can't take care of her and she's taken to this family and on her way to this family that's going to adopt her it's her and her brother so this is before everything really hits the fan with world war ii right before um, but it's starting to happen on her way her brother gets really sick and dies on the train ride there and they have to bury him in the hard ground that's frozen and leave him there and go on and she's delivered to her new family that adopts her. Well, when she's there on her name's Liesel, while she's there at the graveside, she picks up a book that is left out and she has to pick it up and kind of hide it. Like she's stealing this book. She's a book thief. Okay. This is the first book she's stolen. And this book is the grave diggers handbook. Oh. That was left behind by accident, and she picks it up. Now, she cannot really read. She's actually quite low in school. And so when she gets with her foster family, which is pretty traumatic, the change, she's missing her mom. She goes to school. She's made fun of at school. She's very embarrassed that she can't read, and she's called on. And she's just not progressing in this reading at all. Oh. But she's got this one gift. Like, she's come from very meager yeah. means like she's never had a book so she owns a book and she hides it she keeps it very hidden well her her adoptive mother is a character very mean like Aww. but it's just kind of the way she is and they have a good relationship but she's just kind of a snappy old german lady okay. and the the dad her foster her adopted dad um kind of takes her under wing when he discovers that she's got this book and she wants to learn to read it. So they start having reading lessons. She's not making progress at school. School is not a place for her to blossom. It's a not a good place to be. But this time she spends with her papa and the lessons on letters and words and reading, she becomes a better and better reader. It takes a really long time. And the means they go by to teach because there's not, they're not very well off either. Like there's no paper. 
Yeah. And so the way they're writing, like he teaches her to write and the use of what they have, their means to do these lessons. Yeah. And they do it in the middle of the night so the mom doesn't see. So they stay up really late and they do this reading. And it's the Grave Digger's Handbook. It's not like this is any great novel. But mm-hmm. then she ends up stealing another book. So to celebrate Hitler... They have this celebration and they bring all the books to the town and they're burning them. Ew. They have this huge book burning. And she is just devastated that you would take in celebration of support. And people felt they had to support Hitler. They had to show their support. So they brought their books out and they burned all these books. (gasps) Well, she rescues one from the fire and hides it in her dress and takes it home. And so that's her second book. So that's when she gets deemed the book thief. And so it's kind of her story growing up in Nazi Germany with this adopted family and her process of learning to read and her love of books (sighs) because she has nothing else. This is like, such a treasure to her. It's yeah. beautiful. It's really good. It's devastating. It's the Grim Reaper and his busyness during World War II is telling this story of, I came for her, but I did not take her that night. And just like, that's how it's told. So it's kind of, it's got a creep, a macabre vibe to it. Um, it's a great book. Hmm. Four stars. I guess I should read it. The Book Thief. <laughs> It's on the list. Okay, yep. One day I'll get there. One day when you get to upping yourself to a World War II, this is a That's really good the one. one. To choose. Yep. And I think like junior high, high school kids, great read too. It would be very appropriate for them to read. Okay. Um, uh, a really good historic fiction. Awesome. So, yeah. Very good. I did it. I read it. <laughs> I should do it. I did not it's regret it. It's one of those it. that, like, yeah. everyone it's loves. One of those. Like, I've never heard a bad Eventually, thing about it. you're going to need to read it. Okay. So, there you go. It's a good one. It's on the list. All right. Okay. The next one that I'm going to talk about is The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. I love a good Riley Sager. Me too, and this one is on my list. So I have read not it read yet. it yet. No. So, it was available, and I was in need. Good. And I was like, when? I love when that comes across. Didn't even have to yeah. put it on a hold. It's a, But then, by the time I was finished, people were waiting for it. So, I think yeah. I just got lucky. You, you know how that lucky. happens sometimes? sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Um, this one is about, it's about, like, a summer camp. Like, a girl's summer camp. Mm-hmm. And there, uh, there's a cabin of four girls, and one of them is a little bit, one of the girls is younger than the other three. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of treated like the little sister. And two weeks into the camp, they sneak out at night and she wants to go with them and they don't let her. And so, because she's not old enough yet and they never come back. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, all of the investigating ensues. They try to find them. They are searching for them. They never do find them. So jump ahead 15 years. Mm-hmm. And it's where this, the last girl in the cabin who didn't go, right, where she is now. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously after that happened, the camp was closed. Nobody ever goes back there. Here we are 15 years later. And they're going to reopen the camp and try to set things right and bring girls back and try to move on from this horrible thing that happened and try to start making new, happier, better 
memories and yeah. give experiences to these girls. Okay. And they invite this camper back. They think it would be very helpful if she would come back for her because she's not really been able to move on. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of the world to see that she's willing to come back, right? So they think it would be a win-win if she would come. And she decides that this is the way for her to move on is if she can go and solve the mystery of these friends of hers. If she mm-hmm. can find out what actually happened to them. So she has decided she's going to go and dedicate her time to solving this mystery. So mm-hmm. that's the premise of this book. And you watch her go and she kind of had, you know, after it happened, she kind of had a mental breakdown back when, because she was 13 years old when this happened. Right. She was young. And she kind of had a mental break breakdown where she would like see her, like see these girls, you know, she would see them and they weren't really there. She was having like hallucinations. So she had to be, hospitalized and treated, but she got better. Mm-hmm. And she was, a, you know, she was, it only took six months or so in this hospital before she was able to like heal and learn the tools that she needed to be okay. And she lives a functional life, um, but hasn't been able to have close relationships. Right. Anyway. So she has some things that have held her back and she still thinks about them all the time. It haunts her. Not literally, but like the idea yeah. of that haunts her. So she, she'd like to be able to move on. And so right. she's going to do this. So anyway, those, that comes back and it affects her. Okay. And as she tries to solve the mystery of these three girls. So, you know, Riley Sager, we've yes. done a book yes. club book with, of Riley Sager. So he kind of, he's a good at telling a mystery. Yes. Right. He can yes. spin a story. He sure can. When you've read more than one of his, which I've read a few of his, yeah. you when I rate them, I'm rating them compared Based to off. each other. Yes. He is a fantastic mystery writer, and it's right up there at the top of all of them. When I compared this one to his others, it wasn't my favorite, not favorite Riley one. Sager. So okay. I gave it three stars because okay. I'm comparing Riley Sager's books. Right. So if you're going to go and pick a Riley Sager, I don't know that I would say do this one first. Right. But it's really good. Just right up there with his other okay. ones. Yeah. So this one was The Last Time I Lied. Okay. And Riley so Sager. I want you to read just, I want to know where you place it. Okay. Amidst the Riley Sager. Amidst Sagers. all the others. Okay. Yes. Okay. Then I better get to it. You need get to. Get it up higher on my good. list. Because it's good. It's definitely entertaining. And I was super, like, I. You think you know, right? And this, I did not know. No. He definitely took me four ways before before you got giving to me it. the right answer, and I did, he had to give it to me. <laughs> he spoon fed it to I you. I didn't guess it, <laughs> so I will say that. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Okay, my last one today is Olga dies dreaming. What? And it's I. I'm going to try to pronounce this name, and most likely we'll have it wrong. Okay. By Sochi Gonzalez. Okay. That's my guess. That sounded good to me. Thank you. I gave this one three stars. This is this is this is the one that's the new author. Okay. I I said that well, on the last one. Well, I actually one. double checked. You said that on it, um We Are Not Like Them. And that had two authors. Okay. And one of them it was their first their book. Their first book. But not okay. the other one had a, a couple of others. Okay. This is a debut author. And it is the story of a Puerto Rican American family, specifically the main character. Um, she was born in America, but her came from Puerto Rico. 
Her parents. Her parents came from Puerto Rico. So she's Puerto Rican American and she is a wedding planner, but has never been able to like put together her own um, love story, although she does everyone else's. And she becomes quite successful as a wedding planner and making her mark. Like her family came from not a lot and she's really living the American dream and making something of herself. She's figuring out how to make the American dream happen, which is interesting perspective too, like how she learns how to make a business work and the the tricks and the loopholes that you do to get here and there. Very interesting. Um, but she meets, uh, he's a realtor, his name's Mateo, and that it kind of, the relationship is kind of going somewhere, but they both have baggage. Okay. And it makes her like kind of face her childhood and her Puerto Rican descent family and what she's gone through. So her mom, her, her mom left the family at a very young age. When she was very young, her mom left. Her mom was a part of the, this group that was the, a Lord is what it was called. And they were a group fighting for the rights of Puerto Ricans. Okay. And she felt like this was her mission in life. She could do nothing more important than fight for Puerto Rican lives and getting Puerto Ricans what they deserve. Okay. To not be treated so poorly in America. And absolutely so. It goes into a lot of um, the Puerto Rican history, like that Puerto Ricans are considered Americans. They're Americans, but they can't vote for their own legislature. They can't vote for the say in who is actually controlling them. And so it goes into all of this as it taking place in New York, but on the backdrop of the devastating hurricanes that took place in Puerto Rico. And so the first one comes through and they're talking about that. And, you know, when the second one ends up eventually coming through, they hadn't even restored power to all of the island from the first one. And where was the help and who had their best interests in mind? Who is, who is going to take care of them? And no, and that's not happening. And this island is devastated. So her mom Mm. is very much fighting in this group. The Lord uh, is a Lord, but then she goes radical and she's completely underground. She, she has people keeping track of her kids and where they're at. But she doesn't communicate with her kids. She sends these little letters like, hey, I saw that you did this. I think that's a bad idea. You need to be thinking about blah, 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 blah. Oh, my gosh. But it's not like from a you loving don't get to mother. You tell me. Yeah. When you leave, you don't get to come back and tell me what I should and should not be doing. No. Actually, your input is not welcome. Yeah. So Ooh. interesting. Ooh. So her and her brother, her brother actually becomes a congressman and is um, and a senator and it's kind of working the political scene and trying to help politically as a Puerto Rican American and mom, any, oh my gosh, so okay. many things. So interesting. I gave it three stars. I gave it three stars because it's a bit of a mess. Oh, just, just so the, much. You're just all over the place. Yeah. It is a lot. There are a lot of issues that are brought to light here. Okay. Not that I don't think they're all important. They all are. But maybe narrow for It this was a one. lot. We've okay. got Puerto Rican Americans. We've got um, LGBTQ+. We've got dad is a crack addict who ends up contracting AIDS. And um, so he's kind of, they're left raised by their grandma. There are just 
a lot of hardships. And I'm not saying it's not realistic. Sure. It's realistic to these communities to deal with all of these things. All communities deal with all of these things. So very realistic that it could hit all in one family like that. But it was a lot to read in a book. Like we're talking all the issues. Okay. And, and that I got um, a little overwhelmed with maybe just like, Oh man, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to fix this? And now we have to fix this too. I think it really shows how hard the dream is to live. Yeah. When you're not white in America. Sure. And, um, and I don't, I don't say it's not important. I'm just saying it was a lot. Uh, and it was for just one book. Like, it's let's just, a, just tackle maybe a few and maybe things. just a little messy in the writing of those putting those things in. Maybe sure. I don't sure, know. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe those are my thoughts on it. I still really enjoyed it. I think it's a good book to read. Yeah, very interesting. I, I learned more about Puerto Rico that I didn't know, and about the support that they get or don't get, sure. and these groups that are these radical groups that are trying to get. Puerto Rico help from Puerto Ricans, not doing it on their own because they're tired of waiting around to get the help from the country that is supposed to be helping them. Anyway. Okay. Olga dies dreaming. Okay. Very good. Good book. Okay. My last book is The Exiles by Christina Baker Klein. Have you read this one? I have not. This no. was an airport pickup for me. Ooh, I love a good airport pickup. I know. I So it's a book I read. I didn't listen. Uh, mostly I listen. I read this one and it, so it's something I've been reading over the last few months. Takes a little that's longer. how much long. And I was like determined. I'm like, I am finishing this before the new year. And so I did. And I finished did. it the week before Christmas, but I did want to talk about it because I didn't get to it last time. Um, so the, sto- the synopsis of this one, the story is about this young woman she's like 18 17 18 years old okay she's been her she's an only child she her mother died when she was young so she was raised by her father who was like in the church okay he was like a priest or something a teacher of some sort in the church he led a congregation a con- back in the 1800s okay so a this is okay. Yes. Yeah, so this is like take it. This is a long time ago. Long like, time ago. This is a historical fiction, and she is brought into a home and is boarded to teach the children there. Okay. Right. Like yeah. that's what they used to do. And while she's there, of course, there's an older brother that's her age that she starts to have a dalliance and a romance with, and she has no experience here. Okay. She's very sheltered by her father. And he, she believes everything this young man tells her about being in love and all the things. And, mm-hmm. and so she sleeps with him mm-hmm. and he gives her a family heirloom ring because he's, is like a promise ring that they're going okay. to get married. Okay. So there is a housekeeper in that also lives in the house who is very jealous of this young girl who's getting all the oh, attention. Yeah. And so she searches, you know, she knows that she's, she's just looking for any way to get her fired and finds the ring and brings it to the head woman of the house who accuses her and accuses her of stealing it. Okay. And at this point, 
this the boy is off out of town. You know, they go and they travel yeah. as they do, and he isn't there to confirm that he gave it to her. Okay. And so immediately she they call the police, the police come and take her, and she is thrown She's into jail. Taken out as okay. a thief. And so you watch her experience as she is a woman who has tried for stealing. She also is finds out while she is in jail that she is she's pregnant. pregnant. Oh. And so now she's also, right, like um, a whore and mm, how you're treated yeah, because women are not. It's her fault, not the man's fault. Absolutely ever in not. These times. Yeah. So, and she lives in England. So. There was, this is a real thing that they did, which is why I like historical fictions aren't World War II. You learn yeah. about all kinds of things. I do right. like a good historical fiction. There was a time when they were trying to settle um, a portion of Australia, England. Okay. They had like, yeah. they're trying to get more... More English land. people yep. over there, and they're settling towns, and they're sending people over there, and they're taking the um, the people who indigenous people that like have always lived there that are mm-hmm. the tribes, and they're trying to like they're basically running them out, absolutely, yeah. But they're also taking their children as like pets, Aww. kind of into their home to like more humanize them. They think they think they're doing them a favor, but really they're just putting them like on display for like look what i've done i've i've helped this yes but they really don't ever talk to them or do anything to they're really always still thought of as other and different anyway it's horrific so it's not like having a slave no they're teaching them like they would like they're they're teaching them lessons all the things but then they're not really treated like a member of the family. family So they're really not a part of any group. It's really isolating, actually. So we have two stories going on. We have the story of her in jail. Yeah. And she gets put on a ship to go be a slave on in Australia. In Australia. And you have the story of this indigenous girl who is brought into the home of an English person who's like a political person as watch how good we are to these people. We we train them and we're going to turn them into real people. It's great. It's crazy. It's Humans an of awful society. time. Ugh. It's an awful part of our world yeah. history. And you just watch this whole story and it's it's so fascinating. It's so sad. And like so heartening. The the way that people rise out of the mud. I mean, it's literally so sad. And the experience of crossing over as like an inmate on yeah. a ship. It's it, crazy. Uh, wow. This sounds so good. There's so much in it that I'm not even, t- I'm not even like breaking the surface of what's happening in this book. Yeah. It's very, I'm very, the very bare minimum of what I can tell you. I could go on for so long. Wow. I really liked it. I gave it four stars. I, if you are ever curious about like women wanting to know medicine, yeah, women, you know, just overcoming every awful obstacle put in front of you, like this is one of those books. Holy cow. Like, I just think I'm number one, I'm so grateful to live now, Mm -hmm. but I'm also so very grateful for those who came before me. 
Right. Right? Who paved the way, who fought all the fights. Yeah. So that, oh, it's, and, yeah. Because it's horrific. Like, women's word were for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it, it was worth nothing. You could say whatever you wanted and it didn't matter in any right. situation. Like, over and over again, things are happening. And it's like, you just are not in control of your own world. Yeah. At all. Anyway, but that's not always the case. There are those who are able to find their way through, which is always the story that's the most heartening. And you're so right. grateful that they did it. Right. That they didn't give up. They didn't give up. They kept the fight. Mm-hmm. They had the it strength really, to keep really going. Because I would be like, ugh, enough already. I'm done fighting. I'll just deal with it. I know. It was really good. I, I really recommend fantastic. it. It was, yeah, four stars. Egg, the Exiles. Tell me the author again. The author is Christina Baker Klein, who I'm sure she's not a new author. She wrote Orphan Train. Oh. She wrote A Piece of the World. Like She's got some other ones out there. She has some that you've, I'm sure you've um, read before. Okay. I'm going to look into her because I'm not familiar with. She has quite a few. Like I'm sitting here just scrolling through all of her books, but, and in different languages. So, yeah. But very, very well-known author, Christina Baker Klein. This one came out in 2020. Okay. So it's a fairly new novel. And I haven't even heard of it. That, And I look it's at a good. lot of book lists, and this sounds like a good one. How did I miss it? I'm super excited. I put yeah. it right on my list. It's, I'm going it's got to it. like 34,000 ratings, and it's a 4.16 rating. Like, it's, it's a, a great, yeah. yeah. It's, a le- it's for good reason. Like, there's a lot yeah. going into that book. I'm excited. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. What yeah. a great episode. I know. So Those many are some new good reads. Books. I know. It's like the new year. I'm rejuvenated. Yeah. We've had a few little shutdowns in our schools, so I've I had know. a little bit more reading time. That helps. And hurts. <laughs> and hurts in other ways. <laughs> yeah. But um, we'll get through it. Yeah. Find us on awesome. Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear if you've read any of these. Yeah. Um, or if you have a book recommendation, send it our way. We love that too. Yep. Those are fun. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends, share, please. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.